Welcome back. Monday, September 13th, 2021. Our jobs are not getting easier. Bill, uh, remind me if I forget to weigh in more on that on a lot of fronts. Our jobs are not getting easier. Don't worry. We're not going to load you up with more. I'm just <laughs> mine and the listeners jobs are not getting easier. Um, a six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero is our number. I hope you had a great weekend and a meaningful one in commemorating September 11th. I uh, did prepare this, so a little more formal than some of my more recent openings, kind of a throwback to when I used to formalize these. A few thoughts based on some observations, mostly COVID-related, if you will, um, and we can talk about Afghanistan. Indeed, we will with, um, with our guest in the second hour and uh, Brandon Weicker. And then in the third hour, we have a group of parents coming in that you're not going to want to miss. They are loaded for bear, even though they are mama bears. Can we not leave the children alone? I mean, must we recruit them to our causes at all costs, including their childhood, never mind their mental and social development? What are we doing to our children from toddlers to teens? From toddlers being instructed in complex race theory to Teen Vogue promoting the virtues of communism to the Cartoon Network promoting the virtues of transgenderism to the fear we're putting into children with the requirements that administrators and unions are throwing at them. Plato, in his classic study, The Republic, can't really very much be improved upon he put it, shall we just carelessly allow children to hear any casual tales which may be devised by casual persons and to receive into their minds ideas, for the most part, the very opposite of those which we should wish them to have when they are grown up? And now, as more and more schools are mandating they vaccinate their children if they want their children to go to school, the answer is in. Clearly, we cannot leave our children alone. We have put the fear of the devil into them over COVID, first by yanking them out of school and all their school and after-school programs, including athletics, religious exercises, any group activity. Of course, we shut down monitoring of abuse. And for a lot of these students, as we've been told, they were deprived of their one hot meal a day. The mental and social aspects are what I want to talk about after having shut down their educational experiences and their athletic and religious exercises and any group activity, we then put masks on them. Now, not only have we instantiated fear in them as if mandating they all watch the Joker, Alien, and the Exorcist, we have divided them against each other and are now in the world of shaming them from race if they're born to the wrong one, to COVID, if they've decided to maintain a sense of perspective. Plato goes on, anything received into the mind at the young age is likely to become indelible and unalterable. And therefore, when it comes to telling tales to children, they should first hear about models of virtuous thought. Then will our youth dwell in a land of health amid fair sights and sounds and receive the good in everything and beauty. The effluence of fair works shall flow into their eyes and ear like a health-giving breeze from a purer region. 
and indelibly draw the soul from the earliest years into likeness and sympathy with the beauty of reason. There is no nobler training than that, he said. Now, when you think about that noble training, I think it's worth pointing out that we actually maybe need to be taught that ourselves as adults. I think I know why we need to be instructed in this. It goes back to something Roger Scruton once said. All the best things we have when abused will cause bad things to happen. You can plant into a child good as much as you can plant bad. You can implant the beauty of reason and you can implant the ugliness of bad passion. Well, we catastrophized children and they are not doing well. Losing what they lost in learning may be the least of it and the full receipts will not be in for some time. But 20 to 40 percent increases in teen and young adult suicide emergency department hospital visits since COVID is a pretty good start of an indicator. 20 to 40 percent increases in teen and adult youth suicides. We just got the receipts on drug overdoses. There are 20,000 bodies, body bags higher than two years ago. Let me give you another study involving over 25,000 school-aged children. It shows that masks are harming school children physically, psychologically, and behaviorally, revealing 24 distinct health issues associated with wearing masks. The health issues and impairments observed in this study were found to affect 70% of masked children. The study included 17,840 health complaints submitted by parents. Some of the health issues found in this study included increased headaches, difficult concentrating, drowsiness and fatigue, malaise, and nearly a third of the children experiencing more sleep issues than they had previously. 25% of children developed new fears. Now, I'm going to give you everything that, as far as I know, no other news source has told you. I call it hashtag perspective when it comes to our children. And I want you to keep it in mind as we continue to force vaccinations, including on children at school. You ready? Get out your pencils or pens or just listen for the perspective. COVID serious. I get it. But when we lose things, let's not lose our heads. There's a two-tenths of 1% chance of dying from COVID in America. Not a two-tenths percent chance of dying in America. Two-tenths of 1% chance of dying from COVID in America. If you are a child, it's 0.0004%. Ten, excuse me, four ten thousandths of a percent. Four ten thousandths of a percent of a child in America dying from COVID. Now, that's just being a human being. What if you get COVID? I get it. There's a 1% chance of dying if you get it generally across the entire population. We all know it's higher in certain age groups and health conditions, but generally across America, if you just want to use one population study, it's a 1% chance of dying in this country if you get COVID. What if you're a child? Since we're 
now doing adult things to children. 1% chance of dying if you're an adult. Nine ten thousandths of 1% chance of dying if you get it as a child. 1% versus nine ten thousandths of 1%. Now, that's not the perspective I want you to have, believe it or not, as strong as those differences are. I want you to think about vaccinations, and I want you to think about children, and I want you to think about risk, and I want you to think about breakthrough deaths. You know what breakthrough deaths are. Breakthrough deaths are those people who have died with or from COVID having been fully, that is to say, doubly vaccinated. Okay? There's been 2,674 breakthrough deaths deaths in this country of adults. That's 10 times the number of all children who have died from COVID this year alone. Okay? 10 times the number of children who have died from COVID are people who have been vaccinated that died from COVID. So you're taking a population that doesn't die from COVID and you're giving them something to protect them or adults, I suppose, that has proven to be less effective than children when they're left alone. All right. You ready? Adults vaccinated have died at a rate of 1,149% higher than all children. Vaccinated adults have died at a rate of 1,149% higher than all children. With 2,200 children in the hospital with COVID today, that pales to the 11,444 who are in the hospital today having been vaccinated, a 420% difference. Let's put it this way. There are more vaccinated deaths than children in the hospital for COVID. I have a lot more to say about this, but hashtag perspective. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602 I'll repeat the last part of what I said in the last segment, a lot of statistics, but hopefully you'll get the general concept. Just being an American, if someone were to just, you know, take a take a take a pin and, and, and put it somewhere on a map, two tenths of one percent chance of dying from COVID in America. If you're over eighteen. Two-tenths of 1% chance of dying from COVID in America. Four ten-thousandths of a percent. Four ten-thousandths of a percent if you're under the age of 18. Now, what if you get it? What if you get COVID? Well, it's about a 1% chance of dying if you just assume everyone's the same. But if you're a child, there's a nine ten-thousandths of 1% chance of dying. If you attract COVID. Now, here's the stuff I think most important. So far, 
since January in this country, over 2,600, almost 2,700 people doubly vaccinated have been hospitalized with COVID and died. Not or, and. In other words, almost 2,700 vaccinated deaths from COVID. That's 10 times the number of children who have died of COVID this year alone, vaccinated or not. It's five times more, five times more than all children since the beginning of COVID in America. Adults vaccinated, vaccinated adults, fully vaccinated adults, have died at a rate that is over 1,000% higher than all children vaccinated or not. There are 2,200 or so children in the hospital with COVID right now. I thought that number important to give you because all you get otherwise are percentages in the newspapers. Rising rates of children in the hospital. Okay, there's a total in this country of 2,200 or so in the hospital. That pales, pales to the 11,440 adults vaccinated, fully vaccinated, who are in the hospital right now. A 420% difference. There are more vaccinated deaths than children in the hospital for COVID. There are more vaccinated in the hospital than all children in the hospital for COVID. Neil Postman put it this way about protecting children from fear and panic. The impo- he, he looks to how we teach children, and we all know this. We all know this from being raised with these kinds of stories, fairy tales. Neil Postman, the sociologist, the only one I think worth paying attention to ever, New York University. The importance of fairy tales lies in their capacity to reveal the existence of evil to children in a form that that permits them to integrate it without trauma. Okay? If you're going to teach children fear and panic, do so ideally without trauma. This is possible not only because the content, for example, of fairy tales has grown organically over the centuries and is under the control of adults, obviously, but also because the psychological context in which we tell children their children's stories is usually reassuring and is therefore therapeutic. Instead, we're filling them with panic, fear, shame, and resentment. Postman came to a dramatic conclusion. He asks, what does it mean that our children know the same things that adults do when adults don't filter what they tell the children? It means that they have become adults, or at least adult-like, or at least adults are trying to make them adult-like. It means, to use a metaphor of my own, that in having access to the previously hidden fruit of adult information, They are expelled from the garden of childhood. At a slightly more advanced level, Leo Strauss wrote that liberal education is liberation from vulgarity. And the Greeks had a great word for vulgarity, a beautiful word, a pyrokalia, 
lack of experience in things beautiful. Liberal education used to supply us with the experience in things beautiful, an absence of vulgarity. Or, as I ask again, do we still do this? Or are we now about promoting things ugly? Fear and anxiousness. Heather Hang and Brett Weinstein write, Fear and anxiousness in raising children creates fearful and anxious children and adults. My point is this. An ugly society can be made here if that's what we're invested in. And we shouldn't forget that. As Brett uh, Butler put it in Gone with the Wind, what people forget is that it's just as easy make, to make money building up society as it is tearing it down. An ugly society can be made here. Let's not forget it. Beauty and things beautiful need to be nurtured. Freedom is a thing, beautiful. It's interesting to me watching all these cultural leaders from Arnold Schwarzenegger to the Joe Biden, the president, telling us freedom is not an important thing. F freedom, one of them said. But if freedom is beautiful, so too is childhood. And the question I ask is, must we end both in the name of progress or adult or the aged's health? I should hope not, but that's indeed where we're headed. Michael's in Buckeye. Hi, Michael. Hey, Seth. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm, I'm very well, thank you. I, I use the, the uh, percentage uh, argument all the time. I, when, we get, when the numbers come out, I, I immediately do the math and figure out that it hasn't raised above a, a 1% mortality rate since the beginning. And I was talking with a leftist friend of mine and trying to explain, not even a friend, an acquaintance, trying to explain that to him, that even with increased numbers, the percentages stay the same. And uh, that, then he said that doesn't matter. And he used the, the perfect argument that, that leftists use that you can't, you can't rebut. And that was, it doesn't matter if it saves one life, the things they're asking us to do, then it's worth it. Oh, we can rebut it. We can rebut it. Michael, let me do our culture and economy update. And if you want to stay around, that's fine. I'll put you back on. Uh, let me do that real quick and invite other callers. That's, it's such a silly argument. When I first heard it from Andrew Cuomo, I thought, this man is in charge of a state? Oh, boy, we can have fun with if it saves one life. We can have a lot of fun with that if it saves one life. Maybe Ted Kennedy shouldn't have been sent to the Senate. I'm Seth Liebson. I have a lot more serious things to say about if it saves one life. We'll be right back. Beautiful scene in a, a funny scene in a beautiful movie. Couples Retreat, a funny movie. Anyway, speaking of movies, our culture and economy update at 34 past the hour comes from John Dombrowski, the president and founder of Grand Canyon Planning Associates. Grand Canyon Planning is his website, and the word on wealth is his radio show. You can hear it here every Saturday morning. Hi, John. Happy Monday. Hope you had a good weekend. I did. I hope you had the same. I did. Now, do I understand you're going on an extended weekend? Uh, yeah, I'm taking a little bit of a uh, 
little vacation. Excellent. But, uh, I won't be back. I'll be back uh, very shortly. You deserved and, uh, and earned it. Going anywhere fun? Uh, just kind of hanging out with some friends and family. I get but it. I am, I get but it. I am looking, uh, you know, I'm still going to be working, of course. You know, every, we're still always staying connected. Oh, I know. You always do. You're like me. I mean, you know, you just, it's hard It's hard to turn it off. It just Absolutely. is. Some people can do it, I, and I'm enamored <laughs> with it. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm not enamored with. Um, uh-huh. Americans, just as they feel pushed around enough, how, pushed around when it comes to their paychecks and their... Expenses are about to be hit with some mighty large tax bills they may not be aware of. Yeah, I mean, we're still looking at this um, proposed $3.5 trillion spending bill mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be up for vote this week. And it's really interesting to see because we still don't really know, Seth, what ultimately is in it. But, you know, they're certainly talking about how they're planning on at least paying for some of it. It's certainly not going to cover all of it, but. They're talking about raising the corporate tax rates again, individual tax rates for what they consider to be the wealthy. Uh, also, there's discussions uh, about, um, you know, this this whole point of of having a uh, um, what what capital gains tax. This is one area, Seth. I think that we might be able to be safe on. Okay. President Biden talked about a capital gains tax upon death. I don't know if you heard about yes, that. Yes, yes. Currently, yes. right now, of course, if someone were to pass away, a value of uh, their estate uh, potentially was going to be subject to taxes, where now any gains uh, on real estate or any gains on stocks, bonds, mutual funds that are not in retirement accounts got an exemption. They got a step up in cost basis to their current value upon death so that beneficiaries could receive those assets free of any additional tax. Um, if that went into effect, that would have been a major blow to a lot of family businesses, farms, and think about a winery in California, maybe where the values of that winery, the land has appreciated so much that it would force somebody to sell uh, the business in order to pay the taxes that would have been due. So this is really a, a potential win here that if that is not part of this uh plan, but it looks like uh, that may be excluded, uh, but anything's possible. They may bring that back in. I don't know. But raising the corporate rates again uh, above where they were prior to the reduction of Donald Trump's uh, tax cuts, uh, capital gains taxes increasing uh, for those uh, with $5 million of capital gains or more. That is a large number, Seth, but you'd be surprised how many people that will affect. Uh, And tax increases for those making $400,000 or more. And that, again, um, you know, you get a family, a couple um, that are professional family, uh, they're probably making close to that. Uh, And so there's potentially some real tax liability here for a lot of people. And if they're going to eventually get this through, what's to stop them from trying to actually go after the middle class after that as well? Well, yeah, or raise more taxes when it doesn't work. To come up with 35 Trillion, trillion is pretty dollars. hard. I, they're starting right with an increased income tax rate to thirty nine percent, thirty nine point six. But they add a three percent surtax and expand Obamacare's three point eight tax. So we're pretty close to approaching fifty percent tax yes, rate at are. that point. Could be yes. That's and you're ask. right about the corporate 
tax too. I mean, jumping it, what, five points or so? Um, yep. You know, and then pass-through businesses losing their small business deduction. Yeah, and that that's that's another one that really would hurt. For I mean, we're business. looking at marginal tax rates of 40% at a certain point yeah. with some of these people. Yep, and, and, and they're also talking about $79 billion invested in IRS yeah. for right. tax enforcement. Yeah. Perfect. So that they, you know, can create the increase in revenue. So, yes, this will make everything uh, more lovely. So it, yeah, it's they're going to be policing this, and uh, so it's going to be kind of interesting to see. But they've got to get all the votes, right? They've got to get everybody on board. Um, I'm just hoping that there's going to be a little bit of opposition in their own party right now, and this does not pass. They may have to acquiesce and cut back a little on what they're trying to get. When I went off to college, a family friend and attorney in town gave me some words as I left in the car to school. I'll give them to you as you take this week off for much yep. deserted rest. Take it easy, but take it. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead, yeah. John. Securities and advisory services over at the Client One Securities LLC, a member of Benjamin Sipic, an investment advisor, Grand Canyon Planning Associates LLC, and Client One Securities LLC are not affiliated. Thank there you, you so go, much, brother. Sir. Be good. We'll Bye. talk soon. Thank you. Bye. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, portions of which are brought to you by Cool Touch Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing. It's the company I use, available 24-7. I called them on a Saturday night, and they fixed my problems Sunday morning. They get there when they say, they keep you posted, they do what they say, and they say what they'll do. It's just a fantastic company, Cool Touch, for any of your air conditioning or plumbing needs My family uses them, my friends use them, and they all say the same thing I have said. Great company, I'll use them again. So if you're looking for a new air conditioning unit, a repair, an inspection, um, if you have a plumbing problem, Cool Touch Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing. 623-734-1932. The kind of company you'd create if you created a company. Really, that's what Cool Touch is. You'll know it the moment you call them. 623-734-1932 or CoolTouchAC.com. That's CoolTouchAC.com. Michael and Buckeye, thank you for your patience. Are you still there, sir? Yes, I am, sir. Thank you much. Uh, Are you former military, retired military? No, I'm not. I have family that's military. You said, though, you said sir, as if you were. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> like you I, might have been. No, don't be sorry. Uh, we could use more politeness in our society. Okay. Absolutely. Well, thank you. <laughs> don't, I just thought maybe you were in the military, in which case I was going to thank you for your service. I'll just thank you for your patience for now. Well, uh, my, my dad uh, died uh, killed in action. Oh, so. my goodness. Oh, my God. Vietnam? Yes. Wow. Well, thank your family. For his sacrifice, you. you betcha, you betcha. Um, you were, we were discussing this notion. What was it? How is it? How is it pitched? If it can save well, one life, well, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Because I, I was explaining that even with the increased numbers, the percentages haven't changed. And uh, he he said, well, that that doesn't matter because. If the things they're asking us to do save one life, then it's worth it. Right. If it saves one life, then it's worth it. Now do abortion. Better, better, less controversially, less controversially on on terminology, now do the border. Honestly, now do the border. When you think 
of the drug smuggling and 93,000 American deaths last year from drug overdose. 90% of fentanyl coming in across, in America coming in across the U.S. southern border. Now do, now do the border. If you think saving one life requires that, these are, these are, these are the easy ones. Yeah. No one believes yeah, this nonsense. Right. Sing, I sing mean, the right. battle hymn of the Republic. What do you do with the lyrics? As he died to make men holy, we shall die to make men free. We don't, yeah. we don't do that. We don't, we don't go to war against slavery. Or do we go, do we not go against the crown? The crown wasn't killing Americans when we decided that all men are created equal. Um, why don't we ban cars and knives? Why don't we ban cars and knives? Honestly, we lost, we lost, um, in Arizona alone, in Arizona alone, we lost um, to car accident deaths, car accident deaths, motor vehicle crashes, 61 children last year. 61. Yeah. That's twice at least the number we've lost to COVID. Ban cars. It'll save those lives. 7% of all child deaths are car accidents. That's, in Arizona. In Arizona. Stop the cars. Stop them. If that's it saves true. one life. I don't, I, yeah. I don't know what more to say except that it's a foolish bumper sticker with zero moral significance and 100% immoral significance. But it's their go-to. It, fine. Explain. And then ask them. Do you believe yeah. that about the border do you believe that about drugs do you believe that about cars do you believe that about slavery no that's exactly right that's exactly right it's i i should have uh been a bit more astute no it's hard i mean they it's hard it's a moving target because of the invincible ignorance with which we deal with in this society their argument is always shifting, Mike. Don't, Michael, don't blame yourself. You never know what they're going to throw at you. You just never yep. know what their new argument is. Sometimes you just kind of want to look at them and squint. Like, do even you really believe what you're saying? Really? Do you well, do you I even do really believe what you're saying? Head. You know, all I could do at the time was just shake my head. Yeah, I mean, listen, we don't have a child problem in this country. We have an adult problem. We have an adult problem. I remember uh, when R.R. Uh, Reno, who's the editor of First Things, wrote about Governor Cuomo's uh, statement, if it saves one life. Um, only an, He wrote, only an irresponsible sentimentalist imagines we can live in a world without triage. Because we always do triage. We don't spend 100% of our GDP on health care. More like 18%. Even in normal times, we ration health care by price, waiting times, physician discretion. We don't offer organ transplants willy-nilly. Our, fin- our finitude, the fact that we're going to die, always requires the hard moral labor of triage. It's always been there. Always. Um, to save lives at any cost means clearly that we are putting life above and beyond every other thing. Exactly. This is not a culture that has done that. Give me liberty or give me death. As he died to make men holy, we shall die to make 
men free, live free or die. We have long understood better to be dead than red. Yeah. In other yeah, words, to, I mean, I mean, it's just that? this is an imported notion um, available nowhere in any school of philosophy I can imagine. And what's our big belief? We leave no one behind, and look what happened in Afghanistan. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, you're good. You're good. Yeah. You're all, you, you, Michael, you're good. Just next time you hear a, a, a novel argument that you hadn't predicted or thought about in advance, uh, just, uh, just just give a squint, work on it, and then write them back. You don't have to win everything in the conversation. That's true. I appreciate it. Esprit de la scale, they call it in France. What I should have said. Don't worry about it. Michael, don't worry about it. Go back to them now. Go back to them now. But don't, don't, don't go for these novel arguments that have never been used in any other context. It's kind of an interesting thing about the novel coronavirus. It's created novel arguments, too. And Weikert coming up. We're going to talk to him about all things Afghanistan. There's a lot to talk about. Election in California tomorrow you may have heard of. I don't know how to do this story. But if you're a conservative, you're used to being told that you're full of hate and racism. I got a mailed card today. In, well, it arrived today. It was sent out last week, I presume, postmarked Santa Ana, California. That's Southern California. And it was addressed here to us. And I opened it, and it was a card, sympathy card, unsigned, about an animal that died. You know, an animal, the kind of card you would send to someone who lost a, a pet. And it was unsigned. Weird. But it did come with a note. Hi. Hear it? Bill's seen it, so he knows I'm not making this up. Not that I ever would, but just so there's double verification. I'll just read you the first paragraph as best I can. It doesn't say dear or anything. It's just printed. So I'm guessing this went to a lot of people. I could be wrong. It doesn't matter. So very sorry to hear about the sudden and unexpected cardiac arrest and lightning strike that caused the second death of America's strangest, something I can't say, fat, token something I can't say, Larry Elder. GD, no one saw it coming. You should have seen how high that word I can't say, feet went into the air before he came down and busted his head wide open on the concrete. We use here in the rest of this letter, which takes up half a page, fully typed, every word, every racial, every racialist insult you can imagine that not only would I not be wanting to say, I wouldn't be allowed to say. It's homicide fantasy. It's left-wing racism and ho mixed with homicide fantasy. A death wish for Larry Elder mailed to people calling him the worst and vilest names you could call a racial minority. Not making it up. 
this is what I suppose passes as conservative racial hate. It's not. It's not. It's on the left. Last thing I'll say in this segment as we go to break on this issue of if it saves one life is Alexander Solzhenitsyn in his Gulag Archipelago. He says, whoever takes the vow to survive at any price, whoever does not blink before the crimson burst, allows his own misfortune to overshadow both the entire common misfortune and the whole world. This is the great debate of camp life. From this point, the roads go to the right and to the left. One of them will rise and the other will descend. If you go to the right, you lose your life. If you go to the left, you lose your conscience. Let's not lose both, shall we? Brandon Weicker coming right up. Don't go away. We will be right back. <laughs> 